Hey, it's Bob Stoffer. I just wanted to let you know that you can listen to Oilers Now ad-free on Amazon Music, included with Prime. Oilers Now with Bob Stoffer, weekdays at noon on Oilers Radio, 630 Chad. We return to Oilers Now with Bob Stoffer. Brought to you by Digitex. Office supplies at huge savings? Yeah, Digitex does that. D I G I T E X dot C A on Oilers Radio, 630 Chad. It's 133 in Edmonton. Welcome back, everybody. Bob Stoffer with you. Royal Pizza, Pizza Pasta, and so much more. Edmonton owned and operated for 49 years. For menu and locations, visit royalpizza.ca or download the Royal Pizza app from the App Sport. The Stoffer recommendation at Royal Pizza is. The Mediterranean Chicken. It is a Wednesday. Edmonton and Dallas tomorrow tonight. Bakersfield Condors back in action. They've got this bizarro schedule right now with Ontario. That's LA's farm team. To talk about the plight of the Condors, we are pleased to be joined on a game day by their head coach, Jay Woodcroft, who spent the last three years in Edmonton. Jay, how are you? I'm doing good, Bob. Thanks for having me on today. Yep, thank you for taking time. 21-2-2. You've only had the one game since we last talked, and Tyler Benson and Cooper Morody kept on going, but you lost a shootout 5-4. Um, always learning opportunities, I'm guessing. And when you've gone 21-2-2 over your last 25 games, I don't know, do you come down on a team for giving up four goals, or what What, what happens in that situation? Well, I don't know if it's coming down on the, on the group there. Uh, the good thing is we were in a position to win the game, which is, which is very good. We had lots of good things occurred during the game. Uh, there were multiple lead changes. Um, the big thing that we talked about after that that game in Ontario was our our discipline and the fact that we took we felt too many penalties and we've taken too many penalties over the last three or four games. That's an area that we wanted to clean up. Uh, our penalty kill, which has been excellent all season, um, got dinged up against Ontario. There were some small technical things that we dealt with in practice over the last couple of days. But the big thing was. We were in position to win a game. We had the opportunity to do it, uh, but we wanted to make sure we continue to, to grow our game and work on the things that need uh, polished up, and those are two of them, the discipline and then just the small stuff on the penalty kill. All right. Uh, you know, Jay, I think that one of the things that's happened, you, you've been part of Oilers coaching staffs a couple of years ago. Yamamoto started the year at Edmonton. This year, uh, Ty Ratty, Yamamoto, and uh, Pugliarvi were all here. They were slugged, slotted as the top uh, three right wings to start the year. Uh, they scored 15 goals in preseason. They've got nine in the regular season. You've had Kyler down there for a while. And, and I sense that regardless of what happens on the management side, that no one is planning 100% to have, say, Tyler Benson or Kyler Yamamoto with the Oilers next year. Like the, the sense I get is the team will be built, so those guys have to push. But I do want to talk about those two players in particular, and I'll add Marodi in the mix. I want to start with Benson because I've been told that one of the areas that Benson really excels at is his board play which is often something it takes years to teach players. So you're dealing with this player. Is this an area of strength in his game right now? 100%. This is something that he's worked on um, all year. It's a real focal point for our team. Um, I think when when people think about breaking out, um, a lot of emphasis gets put on the goaltender who might touch the puck. A lot of emphasis might be put on um, the, 
defensemen that are usually the first back to the puck or touch the puck first. But where I think the best breakouts um, occur is not off that initial play, it's the next play. So it's when it gets into the centerman's hands or when it gets into the, the winger's hands. And to be able to come out clean is a, is a skill. And it's a it's an area of the game down here in Bakersfield that we put a lot of the import on, um, not only in our team tactic type of drills um, to come out clean, but also just an in individual skill work uh, on some of the skill days that we have in before and after practice. I can tell you that Tyler, uh, for a skilled player, and he's an extremely skilled player and has done a heck of a job down here this year and gets a lot of credit for the numbers that he puts up and the plays that he makes. He doesn't get enough credit for small details in his game, board work being one of them, puck management being another, his ability to go on a penalty kill and understand concepts on a penalty kill. All little things and layers to his personal game that he's worked on all year, and it's a full credit to the player. He is a true student of the game with an extremely brave future in front of him. All right, so he suffered a lot of injuries during the course of his junior career in Vancouver, and I think it robbed him. I mean, he never played a full season. Uh, I know the off-season skates in July and August before the captain has, before Connor McDavid has his skates in uh in September, that uh, Tyler never missed a skate during the year. How important do you think it's been for him to play every game for you this year? I think it's huge. Just for, I mean, you hit the nail on the head. His uh, his demeanor going into rookie camp, the fact that he blew the doors off the offseason testing, um, you know, when the players first report, um, those are all things that have led to a, a personal confidence in him, a joy in being at the rink and not being injured. It's, it's also a, it's a daily process. It's not something that, oh, I did my work in the summertime, so I don't have to worry about it the rest of the year. He works at it uh, every day. He takes the lead uh, from some of those players, those high, high-end players that he saw in training camp, guys like Connor and Leon and veteran types like, um, Adam Larson and even Andre Sakara when he was, uh, came down here uh, during his stint with us. He is, is somebody who's watching that, watching how those players take care of their body, watching how they approach uh, their daily opportunity. And like I said, he's a true student of the game. He works at it on a day-by-day basis. And I think the year he's had is a direct result uh, the work that he's put in to get himself healthy, number one, the work that he's put in to maintain his health over uh, his first professional season playing against men, and I would say the fact that, you know what, he is he's somebody who, who really embraces that getting better everyday philosophy, and like I said, it's a full credit to the player because he works his tail off, and uh, I, I'm really proud of him and excited to see the success that he's had. Jake DeBrus stayed his entire first pro year in the minors. And uh, Boston wasn't counting on him out of the gate to start that next season. And he, by the end of the year, was scoring, you know, big goals for them come playoff time. Do you think that adds to the thirst for a player, for a guy like Benson, when, you know, and, and there's some other guys that have gotten opportunities, Josh Curry and Gambardella. But does it add to the drive, do you think, for a player, Jay? I think so. Yeah, yeah, I mean, he had 
he hasn't reached his individual goal yet, which is to make the NHL and and not only make the NHL, but make the NHL be an impactful player and play for years. That's his goal. That's what he wants to do. Um, I can tell you this, he's an absolutely fantastic teammate, and there couldn't have been a happier uh, person for Gambardella, Malone, Russell when he went up, Curry when he went up, than Tyler Benson. He's a true teammate. He's happy for those guys. That's part of the culture that we've built down here is that um, – you know, when someone reaches their goal, you're happy for them individually, and and you're going to continue to work at your your goal as well. And like you said, I I think it does nothing but uh, add um, a little bit of hunger to him. And and he's a he's a guy with a lot of pride. He works at his game. He's having a great year. He he wants to play in the NHL, and he's going to push to do that. Uh, Benson now, by the way, uh, is. 21 years of age. He just turned 21 last week. We're joined by Jay Woodcroft. Uh, Tyler Benson is on quite the streak, uh, seven-game point scoring streak, and Cooper Marodi is right there with him. Uh, Benson has 57 points in 59 games, so he's second in rookie scoring in the AHL. Cooper Marodi is fourth. We've seen a bit of Cooper. Can a guy work on his quickness and his strength during the season, Jay? I think so. I think so. I think... um... You know, especially with the 68-game schedule we get, we have down here in the in the Pacific Division of the American Hockey League, it allows for a lot of um, workout days, so he can get stronger uh, through that. His body's not being put through the meat grinder of three games and three nights. His body's not being put through the meat grinder of four or five games in a week. We typically play between two and three games a week, so there's opportunities to build himself up and ensure that um, he's recovering properly on a day-by-day basis. So that's number one. Um, Number two, I think he is learning how to play the game quick um, given his his personal toolbox. So not only is he getting stronger in the gym, but he's playing the game quicker rather than slowing it down. Um, he's another guy whose ascension uh, we're very proud of uh, down here in, in Bakersfield. He is someone I don't think he gets talked a lot about, but and I know your feelings on plus minus as a stat and whatnot. He's plus 28. He's plus 28. And for a first-year American Hockey League player to be plus 28 and put up the numbers that he does is absolutely fantastic. We don't shelter um, his or Tyler or Kyler's minutes at all. They go out, they play against top players, and uh, that number, I think, speaks uh, to his conscience as a player, his willingness to play 200 feet, his um, ability to find ways to create offense as the league has tightened up. I think it's absolutely fantastic. He's another player with a real bright future. And I know this, uh, having worked with this player over the, the last few months, he is he has that same type of desire and hunger. And like I said, I, I believe he has a bright future as well. All right, so uh, we're joined by Jay Woodcroft, head coach of the Bakersfield Condors. Bob Stauffer with you on Oilers now. Jay, you of all of the coaches that were on Todd's staff the last three years, no disrespect intended to Jimmy Johnson or Ian Herbers or Todd. You knew analytics, I think, the best. You were sort of the analytics guy. So I know beyond the plus-minus, 
you must, like, what sort of shot share do those guys have, Marodi and Benson Yamamoto, when you play them together? Are they, you know, 53, 54, 55% uh, Corsi? What are we, what are we kind of looking at here? Yeah, you're looking, yeah, I would say it's a, it's a little bit higher than that. I'm not going to go into the exact number, Bob, but it is something that we look at and that we, we maintain. I can tell you that they spend the majority of their shifts in the other team zone, the majority. And when they do that, they they have a puck poise about them, which allows them to uh, control the puck for uh, a good number of seconds in the other team's end. They're also not just deferring to playing on the outside. They're willing to play on the inside. They're willing to shoot the puck to break teams down. You can look at their shot numbers, especially Benson. For a skilled player to shoot the puck as much as he does, I think it's a a very good attribute. Um, These guys, they they have have been one of the the top lines in the American Hockey League, regardless of their age, regardless of their their how many years professional they've played. They're one of the best lines in the American Hockey League, and um, they've found a chemistry with Yamo, uh, but it hasn't just been Yamo. Early in the year, they played with T-Big. Um, you know, we had a short lineup the other night where we had to dress a defenseman up front. We put him with Logan Day. Marody and they had a heck of a game. Yeah. Yeah. We're so, doing- you know, like, I can't say enough about these players. Uh, your terminology is, are they tracking in the right direction? Do they have offensive confidence? Um, I think they do, but what I'm proud of is, like I said, they play the full 200 feet. Marodi's plus 28. Benson has a great plus. Um, it's not sheltered minutes. They earn every second of ice time they get, and um, quite happy with the progress. Yamamoto's been in and out due to injury. Is he back up to 100%? Yeah, he's been, uh, he came in, he was obviously dinged up in that Stockton game. We've talked about it before. Yep. He came back in a heck of a game against Ontario. Uh, he was over the 20-minute mark. He set up an um, important goal, played in all situations. You know, when he's going, he is uh, he's a tough player to handle as well. He has found chemistry with, with Benson and Marodi. He is, um, like I said, he's a very trusted guy. He has experience at the highest level playing in those situations as well, and I think that poise um, suits Marodi and Benson as well, just because he's been there, he's done that, he's able to uh, read off those two very well. Uh, we've been accused of focusing too much on William Lagason and Caleb Jones. Some have said you guys have forgotten about Ethan Bear, and, you know, he's plus 14 on the year in 46 games, and he's up to 28 points, and he kind of a slow start offensively. Is this game rounding in a form? I think so. And, um, you know, I can tell you, we haven't forgotten about Ethan Bear. He has he's really uh, played well, especially uh, in the last few games here. He's taken a step offensively. He's manning the top power play unit. Um, his sh- he's getting his shots through. He's finding um, people on transition. His ability to get pucks in forward hands quickly has been quite noticeable. His defending... Um, particularly uh, in reading the rush and defending the rush has been excellent. Uh, he's been a real good hockey player for us. All right. Um, at some point, and it depends on the Oilers, where they're at, because right now Gambardella's up to the second line and 
Curry could certainly, be, uh, you can make an argument, Curry needs some more time too. But Brad Malone was placed on waivers today. Now he's not going down right away. What are you going to do when you get these guys back? Well, uh, you know, it, it, that's a good situation for a coaching staff to be in. We joke up down here that when we have our full team, that it, those are first world problems to have. I think what it, it leads to is a, a competition for ice time leads to competition for roles and when there's competition you get the most out of the players that you do have um all the players that you mentioned have been very good hockey players and are a key part of what we had had and have going on down here in bakersfield um my my focus tonight is is on who's in the lineup for us tonight um, and trying to get the two points versus Ontario so that we can work our way towards uh, clinching a, a playoff spot, the first playoff spot uh, in the history of the Bakersfield Condor, Condors at the American Hockey League level. Uh, by the way, Patrick Russell, is he back for you yet? Not yet. He's close to coming back here. Um, we're fortunate to be in a situation where we can give a guy or two uh, an, or an extra day or two uh, to recover. Um, he has a, a little ding, but he should be uh, back up to speed here in the next couple days. Great stuff. Good luck tonight, Jay. We'll hook up next week. Thanks, Bob. Have a good day. That is Jay Woodcroft. He is the head coach of the Bakersfield Condors. It is 1.50 in Edmonton. We'll get to some text and this day in Oilers history when we return on Oilers Now. This is Oilers Now with Bob Stoffer on Oilers Radio, 630 Chad. Jay Woodcroft joining us. You can text us at any time at 630-630. This text comes in saying, not sure why there's so many trolls that claim to be Oilers fans. Stop pouring poison in ears of anyone that is listening. We all know you'll be the first caller when they get going and saying, you knew it all along. If you don't have something nice to say, please shut your traps. That text comes to us out of Edmonton. Well, we got to mention, Brendan, we know there's like five or six texters to the show that text us throughout the course of the two hours, and they're looking for a little bit. And there's a couple that are flat-out trolling. Can we agree there's a couple flat-out trolling? Absolutely. Yeah. It happens, right? It's all good. To this day in Oilers history, brought to you by New West Travel. Ask about their destination wedding packages and corporate employee reward trips. Visit newwesttravel.com for more information. March 27, 1984, what happened? Grant Fearbob became the first goaltender in Oilers history to win 30 games in one season in a 9-2 road win against Calgary. Wayne Gretzky picked up two goals and two assists in that same game. Oilers played the Flames in the 1984 playoffs. How many games that series go, Brendan? Is this going to be a thing from moving forward? We're going to, you know what? You're BC guy. We're going to mm-hmm. work you, man. We're going to work you. I like it. I like the challenge. Seven. All seven. Went seven and 84. They played in 83. Oilers walloped them. Uh, took them out in five, but it went seven and 84. And there were some nervous times. But uh, Edmonton got the win. We've talked about Paul Reinhardt before. He was brilliant in, in those. I mean, just a tremendous offensive defenseman for the Flames back in the early to mid-80s, and then obviously supplanted later on by Al McInnes and uh, Gary Souter. Though 1988 in particular remains uh, bittersweet for me, seeing the Oilers, because the Flames finished ahead of Edmonton during the course of the 1988-87-88 regular season, but the Oilers walloped them in four straight, winning game two in overtime. 
Wayne Gretzky said that was his best goal ever, at least as an order, his best goal. This day in Oilers history brought to you by New West Travel. Call about their destination wedding packages and corporate employee reward trips. Visit newwesttravel.com. Uh, tonight, the mega-talented Reed Wilkins from 6 to 8 p.m. will have inside sports. Let me guess, Kelly Rudy's one of his guests. Oh, you betcha. As well as Joseph Gambardella, Golden Bears goaltender, former Golden Bears goaltender, Zach Sachenko. He's got the AHL contract with the Barracuda. Is that correct, Bob? It sounds like he got himself a heck of a deal with a signing bonus two-year deal in the American Hockey League. They do have five goaltenders under contract, but uh, an opportunity there for him. So congratulations to Zach, who did win a national title and was a runner-up this year. There you go. Also joining Reed, Mark Spector, and the first head coach of the Edmonton Stingers basketball team, Barnaby Craddock, will be on with Reed as well. Wait a second. Is, is Barnaby still coaching the U of A, Golden Bears, or what's going yes, on? Yes, he is. He will remain head coach. So he's going to coach both teams. It's going to be busy. Okay. Uh, Barnaby still doesn't have something that Don Horwood has. Don Horwood is a bigger-than-life personality, and Don won three national championships at Alberta, which was remarkable given the fact at that time uh, Victoria and UBC had all the best players out of the province of British Columbia. Now what's happened in Canada West basketball is because they overexpanded, added too many teams, too much talent dilution, a little bit like the Western Hockey League and why the WHL hasn't won a Memorial Cup of late. Tomorrow... It's a fun day for us. Louis DeBrusque will join us on Oilers Now. As will Brian Burke, presented by Canadian Power Pack, Alberta's leader in electrical construction and service, electrical prefabrication and solar. Up next, a news weather traffic update with Cassandra Jodois, followed by the 6.30 chat afternoon news with Jalen and I and Andrew Gross. Enjoy the safety dance, folks. Oilers Now with Bob Stoffer. Weekdays at noon on Oilers Radio, 630 Chad.